You're listening to Tarazi Tuesdays with the Bible as Literature. Hi, this is Father Mark Bulos, and you are listening to Tarazi Tuesdays with the Bible as Literature podcast. This week, Father Paul explains the technical link between the blood of birth-giving and the blood of circumcision in the story of the Bible. I am delighted to introduce Father Paul on the Bible as Literature podcast, Tarazi Tuesdays. So here you have a link between the giving birth with the blood, I mean, obviously, we know that from experience. That's why in the Bible, a woman that gives birth, which is very strange. Without it, there is no life. And yet, it is linked with impurity. Why? Because you're really touching the domain of God. The nephesh and the damim are the domain of God. Only he can give it or take it. You may not kill even indirectly. And the shedding of blood has a taste of death, if you like, although life comes out of it. And now you understand the link with the circumcision because you have heard Genesis 17 that the Zerah of Abraham, again remember, Abraham is the only one besides Joseph who has no Toledot in the text. Because his Toledot is linked to the covenant of circumcision. Very powerful. That's the way you explain it. You don't read Northern European commentaries. They don't know what they're talking about. Then it was that she said, you are a bridegroom of blood because of circumcision. And notice the play of the blood of the circumcision and the blood of giving birth. Okay, I hope I said enough. Now, obviously, I can imagine my listeners are rolling their eyes and I can hear the crackling of the rolling but I don't care I don't care if you understood me or not let alone if you agree with me or not I want you to take note and learn Hebrew and don't give me your reaction in the past I used to respect you by referring to your words and your opinion now after so many years i realized that the best qualification of your reaction is your reaction and not your opinion listen to the text you are a bridegroom of blood because of the circumcision this makes sense only in the bible it does not make sense outside the Bible. So if you're sitting in 
your office of professorship in Cambridge, you're not going to understand that text. You have been submerged not only in the Syrian wilderness of that time, but in the scriptural text, which is a historical fiction. Let's even eliminate historical. It's just the fiction of the imagination of the writer who happens to be God in scripture. You don't like it. Throw it aside. No one is forcing you to listen to my podcasts. But if you listen, then you have to understand that you're listening to scripture and not what you imagine. And the Lord said to Aaron, go to the wilderness to meet Moses and notice very interestingly. And he met him at the mountain of God. Har Ha Elohim, the divine mountain. So Aaron and Moses are always linked to that mountain of God where the Lord appeared to them and assigned them a mission. We talked about that enough when I said, I shall be what I shall be, I am what I am. In other words, you won't comprehend God until you leave Egypt and meet him at the mountain. But then if you keep saying, as theology does, but let God give us a sign and we'll follow him. He's not going to give you any sign. Remember Jesus in the New Testament. They have the sign of Jonah, which is a silly sign because Jonah himself did not accept it. And God forced him, even if he did not accept it, to relay it to the Ninevites. Let me repeat that. Whether you accept the word of God or not, it is still life-giving in se and per se, according to scripture. Not because a born again felt it suddenly on Saturday afternoon. No! It is stated as such. You don't like it, just drop it, but do not change it. Do not try to make it life-giving a la you and your thoughts, which is the curse and the plague of theology, beginning with faith seeking understanding and understanding seeking faith. Okay. Faith in the Bible means trust, which means submission. Read the letter to the Romans, for heaven's sakes. Let's move to 28. And Moses told from Higi to tell. He related. Actually, it's more interesting. He conveyed, he related, he passed on to Aaron all the words of the Lord. Let's jump to Jeremiah. 
he repeats the words of the Lord. He does not recook them. And that's what theology does. To make the people of the Twin Cities have hope in the sermons of their preachers. That's not what gives life in Scripture. It is the words of the Lord who had sent him, notice the underscoring of the mission, and then all the signs which he commanded him, meaning to do. Very interesting text. Then Moses and Aaron met with the elders of the people of Israel, and then it is Aaron who spoke notice very interesting the Hebrew in 28 Moses relates the words of the Lord to Aaron because remember he acts as the God of Aaron and Aaron why the bear Aharon and Aaron spoke worded the words which the Lord Deber to Moses. Notice the repetition. Actually, in this verse, you hear it three times. One more time. Moses just relates, mimics. But Aaron has to speak them out aloud to the elders. So you have thrice the root dabar. Why the bear aharon et kol haddobarim asher diber Yahweh el Moshe. And then the result, very interesting, is that the people put their trust. They believed in English as we have it, but in Hebrew it is put their trust. Okay, which is in the Hefeil, very interesting. And the people, Waiya Amen, and when they heard that the Lord has visited, this is that very interesting verb that is butchered in the translations of pakad. Sometimes you hear it as visited in English, sometimes you hear it as punished. How could you jump from visit to punish in English? It's impossible! But in Hebrew, it is possible we still have this root in Arabic, meaning that God makes you a visitation the way a judge visits you. He checks on you. That's the understanding of the verb pakad. He comes to check on you. It's like the visit of a bishop to a parish. People get excited until he starts yelling at them and then they wish he had never come. And they say, but we announced this visit and we told the people, uh, because you misunderstand the function. The bishop is not your girlfriend, nor your boyfriend. 
who sometimes can yell at you, but it has no value. The yelling of the senior has the potential of punishment, but it could be sometimes unto correction. In other words, he does not necessarily praise you every time he visits you. That's why in Amos people will regret that the Lord is coming to visit them or check on them. You don't know the outcome. But without it, you have no hope because he is the one who grants you life. In the Bible. Keep repeating that. In scripture and not God is my life. No. God is not your life. You're going to hear it in Leviticus and in Deuteronomy. He can be your curse. And only He is your blessing or your curse. That is not a bad guy besides God and those who are not convinced. Let them again reread the book of Job that the bad guy cannot do anything bad except with the permission of the Most High, which means that the Most High is, is allowing that. But he allows it and does not do it because God is my sweetheart. Let's drop these things. And thus, to submit, to trust, you trust in the judging God. Remember Psalm 82, Arise, O God, and judge the earth. That's what you're asking him to do. In other words, to be what he is, and thus to act. And not for him to act according to your wishes, but according to his will, and I cannot here not bring to the fore again and again that statement in the book of books beyond Genesis, which is Matthew, and you when you pray do not multiply as all Christians do and Jews do, especially the Orthodox Christians, again and again and again and again, he said. You're like the Gentiles. I don't need that. Why? Because your Father who is in heaven already knows what your need is, not your wishes. Here again, watch out. He's not interested in your wishes. He knows what you need, and he has already given you that. So, when in doubt about my teaching, just read Ezekiel 34 and Matthew 6. And if you can get out of that, then God bless your heart. If not, then close your Bible and stop reading books about the Bible published in the NATO countries. The Bible as Literature is a production of the Ephesus School Network.